0: Good morning. It is ten oh seven, and uh, I was—we were talking about uh, economics and education, and, and uh, a friend of mine sent me a link to a—it uh, a, 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 was a TV show that Rush Limbaugh did uh, back when he had his, his half-hour show, and he was asking peep, man on the street, kind of thing. Uh, why are the why is gasoline why is the price of gasoline going up? And every one of them, uh, it, it, you know, is talking about uh, the Republicans and greedy gas companies and uh, greedy refiners and uh, you know somebody is on the table. Nobody at any point said anything about Democrats. It was just greedy business and evil Republicans. And and his. Conclusion, and this is got to be twenty years ago or more, was that schools aren't teaching economics, and he was right. I mean, he was he was ahead of his time twenty some years ago, pointing out that government schools were problematic, and that you know these kids were not learning economics and it's understandable that uh you know you spend 12 plus years being indoctrinated by the left being told what to think not how to think not just learning history math science you know grammar spelling whatever no no they've gone into junk science uh they've they've gone into uh sexual process rather than biology they they just have gone off the rails in the schools and it's only gotten worse since that 20 plus year old video was made we're kind of stuck in a trap here we just we just keep going back and forth democrat republican democrat republican nothing ever changes it's frustrating especially once you've seen the light once you understand what they're doing. You, you Listen to the Republicans while they talk about the national debt. They're, you know, the debt ceiling is coming, and they want to do something about it. Well, where the hell were they four years ago? And the Democrats, you know, they were fiscally conservative when the Republicans were in charge. Where the hell are they now? Doesn't anybody see this game they're playing? Doesn't anybody understand it's the same old pile of poo we've been getting forever? The Republicans talking now about the debt ceiling. And we know, there is no doubt, there are three places where the money is going. It is the social programs, Social Security, Medicare, uh, th- that, that avenue, and the military. And neither side will touch it. Neither side will do anything about it. There is nothing the Republicans can do about this increasing national debt until or unless they address the problem. They can cut all the foreign aid. They can cut it all. And the the national debt would still be growing at about the same rate it is now they could take all those little pork projects and all those congressional districts and cut that out too. And it would still grow at about the rate it is now. You gotta go after those holy grails. You've gotta go after where the big money is and they won't do it. Social security, I've talked about this. You can't fix Social Security without increasing the national debt. They've got a piece at Reason Magazine. In 1950, there were 16 workers for every Social Security recipient. 16 people contributed for to every beneficiary. So it's not so steep. It's not such a big hit. By 2035, that ratio will be 2.3 workers per retiree. Those 2.3 workers better be making a lot of money, because to pay off the Social Security promises, they're going to have to give up a big chunk of cash. But the Republicans won't touch it. The Democrats have them afraid. Democrats certainly won't touch it. Medicare is in worse shape. And the military? Holy Toledo, we are giving away poop tons of money here. And it's back and forth. Every single election cycle, every single day, the same old, same old, nobody will step up to the plate and do what needs to be done. And it is it is our fault. It's not their fault. We let them play the game. We let them feed us this crap. And we don't vote them out of office. We just keep reelecting. And then we wonder why nothing changes, why we keep going down that great big porcelain receptacle it's our fault, not theirs. we're not sending them the right message. It's Froster buns Friday that's what's frosting mine 874-9390. toll free number eight hundred five two nine five five seven two of them go to the phones Les wants to talk tanks you're welcome you're
1: welcome Gary um no, people don't have not been taught correctly in economics or constitutional law um, about when when the banks close and the credit cards don't work. Ninety percent of the people in this country will have no idea what happened. The ten percent that do, they'll know what happened, but they couldn't do anything about it. It's it's a game, yeah, top a game a game,
0: and we let it happen. We don't we don't yeah, have yeah. the intestinal fortitude to say, no, I'm not playing that game. I am yep. not going back and forth on this.
1: you got to say game over. Abram tanks to to uh, uh, Ukraine. None will go to Ukraine. I was listening to uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor and Judge Napolitano on judging freedom. These tanks are, in reality, worthless. They're turbine tanks. They're jet Indian, engine tanks. Uh, uh, Douglas um, McGregor said that these are actually made to fly a 1,000 feet in the air. When they're on the ground, they suck in so much debris. When they were used in Iraq, uh, they broke down because of all the sand that was sucked into it. Uh, In in Ukraine, the mud, the debris, the crap that's there, they have to clean out their filters every 10 minutes. That is impossible. These engines, uh, different uh, fuel sources, some run on kerosene, some run on jet fuel, some run on, on diesel, some actually
0: run on Okay, well, gasoline. the point of the matter is, and, and we can do this very quickly, they are not too a particularly useful weapon for them too, because they're not equipped to maintain too them. Too high maintenance. It cannot yep. be maintained. All right, no. Les, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan sh- uh, Show. Uh, Will, welcome. On a Frost your Buns Friday, what's on your mind? Well, boy, you really got me off the subject, but I'll go
2: back to that school deal. The cancers in them universities, buddy. That's where they train them teachers. Yeah. And uh, there's probably the higher percentage of communists in the in the higher education college system than there is anywhere else. Uh, man, I don't. It's a racket. That college ain't nothing but a racket anymore. Yep. I got grandkids in there, and it's 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 pitiful. It is indeed. I keep on talking, but I'll let you go.
0: All right. well, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. And Florence, what a pretty name. Florence, welcome. How are you?
3: Yes, I'm fine today. I wanted to mention during your conversation about Social Security. Yeah. I did not hear you say these people paid into this and our government used it. And now they should look into it
0: and stop it. Oh, I've uh, I've pointed this out countless times, Florence, that the government took all that extra money and threw it at the treasury and they went out and spent it. Yes. And now the treasury is collecting those your income tax and using that income tax money to pay back social security. Because they're they're running in the red.
3: Exactly. But whose fault is that? Not the people that um, paid into that and depended on that. That was part of our way. It is is partly. We
0: worked. Florence, it is partly our fault. Because we've known this was a Ponzi scheme from day one, and yet we didn't say to the politicians, I'm voting you out of office. I will vote for somebody who will privatize this and get the government
3: out of it. Well, that part I do agree with. Um, but I think we ought to vote them all out, just like you say. I'm sick of what they're doing to our country. And then on topics such as this that you mentioned on Social Security, it just sets me on fire.
0: As well as well, it should. It should be setting everybody on fire.
3: Everybody should be... It really be... should. Why yes. are they paying attention? Even our kids that are now in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. They're
0: paying Social Security. Yeah, and they're going to get hammered, Florence. They're going to get ripped off. I know they are. I
3: know they are. So something needs to happen to come up with a plan because, in essence, they're stealing that money.
0: Well, you understand it. Now get your grandchildren to understand it and get them to vote for people who promise they'll do the right thing. And it frankly has to happen across the country.
3: It does. It does. All right. But you know, people's minds have been deceived, and that's why we can't get everybody together. Well,
0: then we have to try and educate. But sometimes, it's, it's sometimes so frustrating, Florence. I feel like just giving it up. I'll go back and be a disc jockey. I'll play music.
3: it's <laughs>
0: so frustrating. Florence, thank you it for the is. call.
3: Thank you, Gary. Have a good day.
0: You too. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Callers, hang on the line. It's Froster Buns Friday, but Brian wants a paycheck. He says the ads have to run. So we'll. I can catch you some liners during the break, too. Rocking hey. and rolling with Gary Nolan. That yeah, way you can. Yeah, there we go. Then I'll, <laughs> I'll head on over to uh, Y107 or one of the other <laughs> Columbia stations. All right, Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. It's uh, 22 minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us on a Froster Buns Friday. We're talking about making a difference uh, and doing what we've been doing isn't making a difference if you think it is th- that it has if you believe it's really made a difference tell me where if if the national debt is the 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 biggest problem facing us how have we helped it we haven't I don't know people just we just go back and forth. It's and, and nobody realizes Democrats play the game for a while and they hand their playbook to the Republicans. They play the game for a while and then it goes back and forth. It's because we aren't standing up and saying, we're just not going to put you in there again if you don't fix it. Frank is on the line on a Frost Your Buns Friday. Frank, good morning. How are you?
4: Hey, Gary. How are you doing this morning?
0: I am well, thank you. Uh, i tell you what, I want to switch
4: gears a little bit on you here because I'm going to do something that's probably going to start a war that you and Brian are going to have to deal with. Because I know there are other people out there that feel like yes. But the state of Missouri, the taxpayers of the state of Missouri, supply the University of Missouri with $4 billion Ooh. annually for their budget. Now, you would think $4 billion out of our pocket, they would at least use the name of the state on their athletic uniforms and their buildings around the campus. Used to, they did. I mean, it was always called the University of Missouri, uh, the Missouri football team. But they started this Mizzou stuff somewhere around the year 2000. Oh, they would call it once in a while, call it Missouri, but it's on the buildings, it's on the uniforms. And they're taking our money, and they're not even giving us any recognition for it. You know, it, it seems to me like if they're that ashamed of the taxpayers of the state of Missouri, then maybe they are not take that $4 billion that we pay them every year. I mean, that, that just really gripes me, you know. I, I, I'm a retired truck driver. And when I was driving over the road, I was talking to another driver. It was from Missouri. And we were talking about the Tigers and about Missouri. And this other driver said, well, you mean Missouri? He said, you talk about Mizzou? And I said, yeah. He said, well, Mizzou's out of Missoula, Montana, isn't it? I'm like, no, it's the University of Missouri. And then he started saying, well, why in the world don't they call it the University of Missouri? But I'll tell you what, it just seems like no matter what you do or what you say, they're bound to determined to call it Mizzou. And I was reading something where they said this came from when they were changing the name of the of the university back, you know, 100 years ago, and at one time it was called Missouri State University. So it was like MSU, and that's where they got the Mizzou. But here's the thing we're not thinking of: Missouri State University is in Springfield now. So when they put the name Mizzou on the uniforms and everything, who are they playing for? The university here in Columbia, or they playing for the university in Springfield? You know, it just—I mean, I know it's—I know it sounds petty, but you know, when I see what we give that university annually. $4 $4 billion. Yeah. think they would at least have a common decency and put our name on the uniform.
0: Frank, you know, it's the same mistake we always make. We're looking for the Band-Aid solution, when the real yeah. solution is we shouldn't be giving them a dime. I we should agree. get $4 billion from, from taxpayers. I agree. I, I agree. And what you're saying about Social Security,
4: I'm on Social Security. My big thing is I've been paying into Social Security since I was nine years old. Yep. Now, I'll be honest with you. They can take me off Social Security if they give me back all the money that I paid into it. Because, Gary, I'm never going to see that money. Nope. I'm only going to see a fraction of it. Yep. You know, I'll be honest with you. I think a person that had the right idea, and I ain't that crazy about the Bushes, But I think George W. Bush had the right idea to privatize that, so if you're putting it in as an investment, you're at least
0: getting all your blasted money back. And you have something to leave your children so they get a leg up on their retirement. Exactly, but the the thing about it
4: nowadays with the way they do it, you can't even do that because they're going to take 40% of what you own after you die.
0: That's yeah, a beautiful world the, def- the Democrats have left us.
4: Frank, yeah, it thank you. Like, it seems like we want your money, but we ain't going to do a thing for
0: you, you know. Oh, <laughs> well, They'll do something for you, but it's going it's to hurt. Frank, thank I you. hear you. Take yeah. care. Glad to have you on the Gary Holland Show. <laughs> yeah, just, we've got to stand on principle. That's all I'm telling you. Got to stand on principle. Otherwise, this is all for naught. Uh, Mark sent me a message at GaryNolan.com. Gary, you are completely spot on on the Rush video on lack of education, on basic things, including economics, and honestly, basic math and life skills. Well, yeah, you can't teach math today because it's racist. Do you remember that? They, they, they said math is racist? Life skills uh, students uh, should graduate with, the Democrats, and the left prey on that lack of education. I think that's why the, the education system is so poor, so that nobody wakes You know, if you don't understand what your rights are when one is taken away, you don't complain. If you don't know that you have a constitutional right to freedom of speech, to freedom of the press, to freedom of religion, uh, to the Second Amendment, you don't understand those things. If they disappear, you may be disappointed, but you think, well, that's the way the ball bounces they don't teach this stuff all right um i've, I've i really do i've got to move on cuz this uh, this is just so frustrating but before i do uh, there is a a topic here while we're dealing with education that i probably ought to chat about a little bit reason magazine says an unbearable bleakness has overtaken childhood education. Uh, it's about reading. A former teacher is con- currently a senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute and author of a book called How the Other Half Learns, Equality, Excellence, and the Battle Over School Choice. It's a behind-the-scenes account of Success Academy. One of America's most accomplished and controversial charter school networks. Why aren't we teaching kids to read? We'll do that next on the Gary Nolan Show. Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 1035 and I want to wrap this thing up on education. Uh, Reason Magazine. Reason.com. Uh, They are going to uh, have a video that you can watch about uh, teaching kids to read. Public schools have failed to teach uh, kids to read and write because they use approaches that aren't based on proven techniques, based on phonics. Many schools have been influenced by the work of Columbia University's Lucy Calkins, who is the subject of a new podcast series from American Public Media. Um, It's an expose of how educators came to believe in something that isn't true and are now reckoning with the consequences. Children harmed, money wasted, and education system upended. When I was a kid and when Brian was a kid, we learned phonics. Once we were capable of decoding the English language, we were able to read practically any word that was written. It, it, it you, you don't have to... Uh, memorize a word based on its, you know, what it looks like, you memorize the, you know, you learn the key to phonics and you can sound out every word whether you've heard it or not. They don't teach that. It's that sight say or see say or whatever the hell that is where kids are supposed to memorize the way a word looks and then know how to pronounce it. Well, when they come across a word they haven't seen before, they have no they don't understand how to read. We're not teaching these kids what they need to succeed. Government schools are failing them. You might want to go to Reason Magazine and watch that, uh, uh, that piece. And they've also got a piece on homeschooling. I do, too. If you go to GaryNolan.com, uh, the last uh, link I put up there was for people who want to homeschool. Reason Magazine. Flexible homeschooling enters the mainstream. It is credit. The world seems ready to embrace the pioneers of a homeschooled future. I know lots of people who have done it, and they've had great success. You can do this without the government, without taking your neighbor's money. It can be done. Uh... Let me see if I want to go through. I'll I'll do this thing later. Let me... uh, There's something else uh, that uh, is in the news today. This uh, guy, Tyree Nichols. And he apparently uh, died at the hands of law enforcement. He was stopped on January 7th on suspicion of reckless driving in Memphis. According to authorities, he was stopped. Confrontation ensued that resulted in Nichols fleeing on foot. He was apprehended again by five police officers, resulting in a second confrontation. The police said that Nichols complained of having shortness of breath. He was taken to a hospital in a critical condition. He died of the injuries. Now, apparently, allegedly, and we'll find out later today, because that's when they're going to release this video of the, of the encounter with the police, uh, the beating he took was merciless. So I, And I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Maybe it was not merciless. I have no idea. You can bet your bottom dollar there's going to be rioting, though. When this video comes out, Memphis is going to be on fire. Uh, his mother, the, the deceased, his mother uh, came out and said, please don't be violent. That's not, that's not what we want, blah, blah, blah. I don't even know why they're they're bothering to riot because all the police officers are being charged... Uh, with murder, so it's not like they're going to get them to do. What are they, I don't know why they would. Why would they riot? What do they want? You know, maybe we should hang them before we try them. Uh, I'm I'm baffled by that. But here's the lesson in all of this: when the police stop you, just do what you're told. You're under arrest. Okay, what do you want me to do? Put my hands behind my back. uh, I'll do it. Whatever you want, I'll do it. Uh, I'm not saying that that that, uh, his death was justified because I don't know. But I know it was avoidable. I know if he hadn't run, he would, in all likelihood, still be around. It's not... That I'm, you know, I just want to make it clear. I'm not saying that the police were, you know, that they did the right thing. I don't know. I didn't see it. But I do know that if for some reason you think you're going to outrun them, outfight them, outshoot them, out anything them, you're going to lose. So let me run through a scenario. They stopped this guy for reckless driving. Uh, He gets upset, Uh, they want to arrest him or ticket him or whatever, and he says, okay, do what you want. He still lives. He lives to sue them, perhaps. To hold them or the city accountable, perhaps. But when you try to outrun them, outfight them, outshoot them, out-anything them... You're going to lose. So maybe he was right. But as the old commercial used to say. He's dead right. And this doesn't just apply. To blacks, Hispanics. Or any particular racial group. I don't care who you are. When you have an encounter with law enforcement. Do as they say. They're on high alert the whole time they're working. You know, you think, well, he's a traffic cop, he just pulls people over and writes tickets. He doesn't know who he's stopping. Does he know if he's stopping a murderer? Does she know if there's a body in the trunk when she pulls somebody over for speeding? Now, the driver of the car knows who's behind them. They recognize the car, the uniform, the lights. They know it's law enforcement. And if they are afraid uh, of being caught, law enforcement's you know, in trouble. Uh, that, that police officer is, in a, is endangered. So they're on high alert. Don't make the anxiety level go up. Just do as you're told. Froster Buns Friday, eight seven four ninety three we will see if Memphis is on fire tomorrow. We'll cover it on Gary on Guns. <laughs> Richard, good
5: morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing fine, thank you. I want to talk about our illustrious president. We don't uh, have one. I think he, well, that's true. That's why I'm calling. I, I oh. think he lacks faith in morals. Go ahead. And he he lacks uh, humility. He has no respect for life. And the Catholic Church is getting a black eye because he's supposed to be a devout Catholic. So, you know, if he has any of these qualities, he he would be a better president. But but, but he doesn't uh, follow the the rules, uh, even going to, to church, I think.
0: Well... I'm, I'm in no position to uh, to judge his uh, religiosity. I have I've nothing to say about that. I I don't think, I will say this, I don't think the church should punish him. Uh, I don't think they should excommunicate him or anything else. Uh, I well, think the, the they more... Should,
5: it- they should put out some kind of a uh, deal and say, well, he, he's not a devout Catholic, but he is a Catholic and he's given the Catholic people the black eye. So, you know, that, that's just my opinion and uh, I feel that uh, the church should do something besides just sitting there out and holding her hands and praying for him. Alright. Richard, thank, thank you. you. Glad, glad to
0: have you on the Gary Nolan Show. If they're praying for him, their prayers haven't been answered. Judd, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you?
2: Hello, Gary. I'm I'm good. Uh, uh, let me help you have a little better week. And uh, I got a story for you that happened to me 35 years ago or so. I, I spent most of my life as a single man. But anyway, uh, I was in this grocery store and they had hired this wonderful clerk. She was gorgeous. And uh, I shopped there often, but I, that was the first time I'd ever seen her. And well, the next time I saw her, she was in the aisle going for a break. And I, I stopped her and I I just asked her if I could maybe take her to dinner sometime. And she gave me uh, an awful look, and you'd think I asked for something else. But anyway, she s- said, "Well, what makes you think I don't already have somebody?" You know. And there were people around, and the day, I was kind of embarrassed. Uh, I don't know why she answered like that, but anyway, I, I just kind of let it go and walked on, and. Uh, the next Friday, when it was busy day, I got in her line again, and and uh, when she was checking me out there and everything, when it was finished, I I just told her that uh, she ought to stop by the house and see the kids sometime. They'd sure like to see their mother. What? And, and that that kind of floored her. Hello.
0: Yeah, it's floored me too.
2: <laughs> she, it was wonderful. What a what a great feeling I had for putting putting it back on her. Anyway, I thought that was a great story for you.
0: All righty, Judd. Thank you for the call, Brian. Um, did uh, I'm afraid now? I'm just going to go to the phone. David is on the line. David, welcome. How are you? <laughs> I'm
6: okay, man. Um, hope you're doing well. So, this, this police officer stuff in Memphis, I, yeah. I gotta tell you, it frosted me to this morning. I, I was spinning because Well, first of all, I don't know why I had it on one of the lefty news things, but I did. And they actually had a talking head person on there that was explaining this was a racial issue because these police officers, even though they were black and the suspect, and I mean, while the victim was black, these police officers were in a systemically racist system long enough to where they started adopting the systemically racist views of the rest of the people in that system. Oh. So, it just frosted me that this is, it's always going to come back to something racial. And, I mean, it's all wrong. I mean, what they did, if, I mean, innocent until proven guilty, it's all wrong what they've done, if that's the case. But you it's just always going to come back to racial, and that's just frosted me. Yeah.
0: So. <clears throat> there were black police officers, and it was a uh, and a black man who died how you can turn that into racism uh, it's just totally beyond me i have no choice i got to go to the clock uh, to the uh, to the break but michael you are next rob i'll get to you everybody hang on It's the gary nolan show frost your buns friday zimmer radio network what are millions of men doing that aren't working or looking for a job uh, apparently, there's a huge number of them between the ages of 25 and 54. Some statistics and some answers. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let me go back to the telephones and uh, chat with uh, Michael. Michael, welcome. How are you?
2: Yeah, I had a question about that property taxes. Do you need signatures to get that on a voting deal? To get what? To get it to vote for it. The, what, the fair Do we tax? Do need signatures? Yeah.
0: Are you talking about for the state of Missouri or for the United States in general?
4: Well, either one. State of Missouri first.
0: Yeah, you could, uh, you've got to get the wording right, how you want to put it on the ballot. And then you have to get approval from the Secretary of State and the Attorney General. Then you have to go out and get enough signatures from enough districts. And then it would, if you get that, go on the ballot and then uh, we could vote on it. That would be for the state of Missouri.
2: Yeah, we just need to figure out how to get it done. Well, I know a yeah. lot of people down here vote for it, get rid I, of them.
0: I know that Rex Singfeld uh, tried to get it done, uh, and they challenged him in court all over the place. It made it virtually impossible for him. But legislators could get it done. They could do it. Um, so we need to call our legislators and... Talk to them about it, huh? Yeah, well, those Republicans say they're small government and don't like income taxes. They have the House of Representatives. They've got the state Senate. They've got the governor's mansion. Should be a slam dunk. Uh,
2: Which one do we call to complain about it? Talk to them about it. You're
0: a member of the House. You're a member of the Senate and the governor. Hmm. Call every one of them and say, we want a, a, a consumption tax instead of an income tax. Okay. Now we get a lot of people get the phone numbers and start calling them. That's what people have to do. Otherwise, it ain't going to happen.
2: All right. I was just curious because me and my dad and some other people have been listening to you. and We don't like property taxes either, and there's a lot of people that don't want to get rid of them in our town.
0: Don't want to get rid of property taxes. Well, they've got to be big government advocates. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Michael, thank you. All right, thanks. All right, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, let's get Rob in here. Rob, welcome. How are you?
7: Pretty good. Although that uh, that uh, last club you played made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I I wanted to ask you. I understand that the last uh, last let legislative session that uh, was last fall that they uh, the legislators passed a law that said basically. Uh, you could not camp on public property without a permit and I thought that that was supposed to uh, go into effect at the beginning of the year and I'm wondering why we still have a homeless camp across from uh, Bass Pro up on 63 Um, with with shopping (laughs) carts and tarps and everything else and all the trash that goes with it
0: I don't suppose they got a permit to do that either, huh? Um, I, d- I don't know. I don't know.
7: I didn't know if you guys heard, you know, when if that was going to go into effect or uh, maybe we could get the mayor on and, and and ask her, you know, after she gets done with their drag queen uh, debacle that she created or she got behind, <laughs> uh, she could address the, uh, the homeless uh, deal and, and why, you know, CPD isn't going up there and, and uh, saying, you know, you you guys got to move along because uh, it's against the law for you to make a homeless camp here. I mean, hell, they, you drive by there at night, they got campfires going in the woods and everything, and there's, you know, half a dozen shopping carts on the, on the side of Highway 63. All
0: right, well, let me ask you something. If they shoo them out sure. of there, where do you suppose they'll go?
7: I don't know. Didn't they just buy a thing from the uh, BFW or the... Uh, uh, some kind of multi million dollar deal. You, you think the they're all going to go there? Well, they've got a choice to go there. It's got to be better than uh, living uh, supposed to be eight degrees next week. I can't imagine sleeping in a tent. Uh, yeah,
0: that's going to be uncomfortable. Well, you know, I don't know where they I, go. I don't know where you put them.
7: Um, yeah. Well, and a lot of people, you know, to be. You could have a, it may be of no fault of their own that they're homeless. They could have had a medical condition that they went bankrupt or, or what have you, because our health care system's broken. But people wouldn't have such a problem with them if they could just pick up their trash. But they they can't even, you know, you go through there, you look look up on the, on the hill if you're going up 63 across from Summerland, and there's so much trash in those woods; it's ridiculous. It looks like a landfill. Huh. So.
0: All right, Rob. I don't know why, uh, and and I don't know where they would go. Uh, I'm not sure that uh, the facility you're talking about is is. Uh,
7: I don't think it's up and running yet. But there are churches and there are programs uh, out there for for people. Usually, uh, you know, they don't want to. Do them because you know, or they don't want to follow. Well, the one rules, wonders how they're either.
0: surviving, uh, Rob. How they're
7: surviving at all? Well, uh, uh, they, they, government they go up on Conley. They go up on Conley Road and
0: panhandle. Ah, all right. I got to run, Rob. Thank you for the call. Don't have an answer for you though. Uh, why are millions of men not working? Jobs are there. That's next.